on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. We are talking money in the bank. We're going to recap the go-home week before the pay-per-view this Sunday. We're going to make our predictions as well, as we always do. And we're going to continue our retro beer ratings. This week we have the final pay-per-view of 1997. We're finally finishing out 1997. We had In Your House, D-Generation X, and... Yeah, we're gonna we're all, we're also gonna cover cover some a uh, little bit of some things that happened last week uh, with regards to uh, people being mean on the internet. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw. I think I know what you're talking about. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod and on Untapped. You can follow me at Dylan Free. You can follow Joe at Joe Kalinowski. Got another great show for everyone today. Joe, are you ready to go? Yep. Let's go. Welcome into episode, what are we on? 15 of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. Um, I am Dylan. That is Joe. Hi. Hello, Joe. And uh, I want to go, I want to jump right off the top and talk about the one thing I alluded to in the intro, because it has to be addressed. We, We talked last week about how Jimmy Uso... Got another DUI, got another Dewey, and yeah, and about how the execs in the back were all mad about it, but between recording last week and releasing the episode, there were some things that happened on the internet that I'm not too happy about, not too happy about what I saw. Uh, There was a lot of, I guess, really just like bullying and talking shit to Naomi, Jimmy Uso's wife, about... I, I don't know. I didn't really read into a whole lot about it. I just heard that it was happening and it kind of, it not even kind of, it very much upset me because, you know, none of this is really her fault, you know, like it's her husband that got a DUI, another, yet another DUI, and then people are online berating her like it was her fault. And I just want to jump out in front by telling those people, go fuck yourself. I want to jump out in front and say that those people should jump out in front of a bus. Whoa. I think we'd be better off, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's bold. I like yeah. it. I'm not, yeah. you know. I'm, not, I'm I'm edgy this week. Okay. Why is that? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I I just thought I thought that I should be something this week and the first thing I said was edgy, so now now I'm edgy. All right. Well, that's I guess that's just going to be the 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 toot of the podcast this week. Yeah, super well, Super angry. We're yeah. on. We're on edge. No, we're good, dude. We're I'm, on uh, edge. I'm, we'll get on. We'll get on edge later. Uh, let's wait till we get to SmackDown, though. 
Oh, true. Ho, ho, ho. Nice. Uh, that could have been yeah, a good was, segue if we didn't just start. That, that would have been a good segue, but we start. We we I didn't. I don't want to get into that yet, and uh, you know we, we said it too early. So that's true. But yeah, the whole Naomi thing, it it made her delete her Twitter account, which, I mean, social media sucks anyways. So like, I guess I guess good for her. But like, if she used it for enjoyable purposes, like talking to old friends, like it was meant for in the beginning. Instead of yeah. being bullied by people you don't even know, uh, that kind of sucks. And those people are just the worst sort of human filth on this earth. And I, I, I hate them. I was gonna say I don't like them, but you know what? I hate them. You hate them. Yep, yeah, I fuck, said fuck it. Em. Fuck them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what what else did you do this week? Um. I had a, or I'm sorry. No, I've I've still I'm I'm still in Maryland. Uh. Myself, Leslie, and her parents were going on a family vacation down to North Carolina starting tomorrow. So by the time this episode comes out, I will be tanning my my fat stomach next to a lake. Uh, lake Norm. We're going to Lake Norman right there near Charlotte, and I'm gonna I'm ba- I'm basically just gonna be intoxicated every day. I don't plan on drinking anything other than alcohol and probably coffee. And that that's that's pretty much it. Like, gonna tan, gonna jump in the lake. Uh, probably gonna throw Honey in the lake because it's funny because he hates water. He's like a cat. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe I won't throw him. In. Maybe I'll gently put him in the lake. But Leslie bought him uh, bought him a life jacket because they her parents rented a boat for two days while we're there. And in order for the dogs to come on the boat. They have to always be wearing life jackets. So Leslie bought Honey a life jacket, and it's like way too big for him. Like he <laughs> he he always chooses feet because that's just what he does, and he can't even like reach his feet because it's like it's like wearing like too many coats where you can't even yeah. like you can't even move. That's kind of what he looks like when he wears it. It's it's absolutely hilarious. Oh, nice. Uh, other than that, you guys shared some big life news on on the interwebs. Whoa, dude. We did. We did. Uh, yeah, over the weekend, we we decided to share with the rest of the world that we are having a kid, having a baby boy due January. And yeah, I'm really excited. We started putting together the the, uh, the registry and all nice. that stuff and all that all that all that good stuff and made me even more excited. Nice, dude. That's uh, that is exciting. Um, yeah, good, good for you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. I don't really want to get too much into that. Too much of yeah, the, that's fine. too much of the sobby stuff, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah, good, no, the I, good, the good sobby. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I, I just noticed that you made it public. I've known for a couple of weeks now. So yeah, we, we waited a while to tell, to start telling people as normal. And it was obviously up to Leslie. Like if it were up to me, I'd probably, I don't know. Maybe I either I would have told everyone instantly or I would have waited like until until the baby was here and been like, surprise. <laughs> that, that would be a good one. And if it, if it was you that was pregnant, like, I don't I don't even know. That would be weird. Yeah, I don't even know what would weird. like would I just poop it out of my butt. I figure that's where all babies come from. OK, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, let's, let's, let's wrap up a little stuff, uh, a few things from last week. Uh, 
I guess I kind of kept everyone that that drafted last week in the dark of, as far as the result results go. Um, but we do have results from last week's draft, and it's we we got we got a lot more votes this week, obviously because people understood what we were talking about. Everyone knows about appetizers. Not everyone knows about things in Hawaii. So, and not everyone knows about uh, bang bang shrimp. Well, you'd be surprised, Joe. Um, <laughs> but we had uh, we had a tie for last, and then a tie for second, and then an outright winner. Uh, do you want to guess who tied for last with fourteen point three percent of the vote? I'm gonna guess that it was Bree. That is one of them. And I want to say. I want to say Andy. No, it was Bree and Dewey that tied oh, for God. last. Yeah, I was up. I was up between Dewey and Dewey and Andy. I was surprised that, like that Dewey didn't get a lot more votes for, um, like because of chicken wings because they're wonderful. But yeah, Dewey and Bree tied for last, fourteen point three percent of the vote, and then we had a tie for second with twenty one point four percent of the vote. You want to guess who that was? Uh. Or do you want to guess who won? I guess that's the same thing, huh? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess that you won. You would be right. Yeah, I I think I could have pulled out pull, pulled out a win if I had uh if I had just gone with those pot stickers. I think that that no one really well, knows how good I will pepperoni say rolls I will are. no, I will say this, Joe, you got at least 3 votes because of the pepperoni pinwheel. Oh, wow. And pinwheel. Uh, you know, and yes, I, I did I did end up winning. So Joe and Andy tied for second with twenty one point four percent of the vote, and then I got twenty eight point six percent of the vote. And I'm gonna attribute my win last week because of people knowing what Bonefish Grill and Bang Bang Shrimp were, because I got a lot of votes and replies back saying like, "Oh, I fucking love Bang Bang Shrimp, love mozzarella sticks," and yeah. That that was those are my those are my breadwinners right there, but uh, I do have something to share as far as appetizers go. I went out last night with uh, with my father in law. He does this thing with his friends from high school. They just they they just call it guys' night, but they they go out once a month. They get all fucked up, and he invited me to join them this this time since I was around. And we went to we just went to like a they just go to a restaurant, order a bunch of beers, talk. They they just talk like politics and stuff that old people talk about. And uh, we ordered some appetizers, and I ordered mozzarella sticks, as promised, last week. And my father-in-law ordered fried pickles. Uh, yeah, I mean, fried pickles are great. But this was kind of weird, because they weren't the chips and they weren't the spears. It was very cool. odd. They were cut like french fries, almost. They were fried pickles that were cut like french fries. It was, it was slightly odd. And and they served them with ranch, which obviously ranch is, I mean that's that's up for another debate another time. Maybe we'll do a, like a sauce draft, or I'm sorry, a, I'm sorry, a sauce draft. We'd have to have way fewer people for that. I feel. yeah, it would have to be three people at the most. Um, yeah, but I I really enjoyed them. Obviously not as much as the mozzarella sticks, but here's here's what I'll say about here's what I'll I'll say just last thing about appetizers is. The one thing that mozzarella sticks doesn't have going for them is that when you get them, they're they're usually the same price as pretty much all your other generic apps, but the amount of mozzarella sticks you get is like five. 
and that and that pisses me off too, right? Uh, if you I, that's go, that's how many I got last night. I was done with them in about I don't know two minutes. Yeah, so I don't like the uneven amount of of things on the plate, right? So if you get if you get a thing of mozzarella sticks and you're you're at a meal with one other person or two other people, right? One person's gonna get an extra mozz stick if you're sharing your, your apps. And then if you're with three people, you know, there are two people that are getting two and one person that's only getting one. And yeah. So, and and it always comes in five and it pisses me off. I think if they rounded it off at six, then uh, it would be better for splitting. But you know what? I don't run a restaurant, but maybe one day I will. Yeah, but I, uh, I, I've had a pretty good week so far too. A very good week actually. Yeah, you're you're at school now. You're up in Virginia. How's... Yeah, I'm at I'm at a school that is very unorganized, uh, which is pretty fucking sweet if I'm being honest. Well, like, it's, it's ran by the government, so that doesn't it, surprise me. It it's run by a first class a ganger. Uh, no one knows what that means. Oh. Well, well, just just let's just stick with it's ran by the Navy. It's yeah, it's it's run by a, a guy that's very much in the same situation that I'm in right now, uh, being that I'm not on a submarine anymore, and I guess we have the option to go back to a submarine. Probably won't. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it's me, one other guy from from Charleston, and the instructor, and we're supposed to be learning how to do some diesel maintenance and. Really, we haven't touched very much of anything. I've averaged getting out around 10.30 every day. After the first day, he was like, oh, I have to teach another class, so uh, just come in and wave at me, and that's that's fine. <laughs> so I didn't go to, I didn't work on Tuesday, and uh, got, had a two-hour day every, every other day this week. So it's been pretty sweet. I golfed three days in a row. I've been to the beach, and I've just been vibing. That's that's uh, that's every that's everyone's dream when it comes to going to a uh, a school. Yeah. In the Navy. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty awesome. Cannot complain at all. I went to Goodwill. Whoa. And I yeah, shout out Goodwill. I found a a record player that that has a spot for CDs and a cassette deck and a radio and it looks real old school and pretty 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 vintage even though it was made in 2004. It works like a champ. I had to, I had to like replace the needle that that actually plays the records. And ever since then, it's run it's run like a champ. So, pretty good buy. I got it for twelve dollars, selling Dude. for like ninety to one hundred twenty dollars on eBay. So yeah, good Goodwill just always has just the best stuff. Yeah, they they. I always we used to go in there in high school and like look for gems for, uh, just like some old school nineties clothing. Yeah, you could always find something good. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, other than that, I guess pretty importantly, what are you drinking? Oh, this week I went back to I went back to Old Faithful here, and I'm I'm just I'm just drinking Bud Light. I have all the uh, we went to the liquor store yesterday to prepare because it's um when when her and her parent when Leslie and her parents go on vacation they do like all the grocery shopping before they leave. Um. Instead of, instead of like going out every night, so they like plan all the meals and bring all the alcohol down as well. So we went to the liquor store yesterday. We bought like all the all the liquor and beer warm, so that it wouldn't skunk. Yeah. So all I had in the fridge was an 18 pack of Bud Light, which I was saving for money in the bank, but I needed something to drink. So I'm yeah, drinking absolutely. I'm drinking some ice cold Bud Lights here. There. Here. 
All right. What about uh, what about you? What do you uh, have so this week? I, I also kind of went to for a old reliable kind of thing. I got a rogue dead guy. Uh, Never heard of that. So I I was in Guam for a couple weeks back in 2015, 2016, and this is all I drank. That was my Guam beer, and then I saw it in the in the Wegmans, and I I picked up a six pack. I also for later in the pod have something that you might recognize oh a flying dog pool hopping deck beer dude you found him yeah have you I, tried ha- have you tried, tried it yet it's, it's good it's it's very good i think it's very i did i ended up actually i did i ended up actually giving it the 4.75 i talked about last week because it's i think it's that good like as far as like a sitting on your ass in the sun by a pool or by a lake by a river on the ocean or I'm in the on the beach. I mean, it's perfection in a can. I love yeah, it's, it. It's good. I don't know if it's a four point seven five for me, but yeah, everyone has different palates there, bud. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's a bad choice for you. Yeah, you guys all knocked on Bang Bang Shrimp and look where that got you. Yeah, straight to hell. Yep, exactly. So, I also had Leslie and I also went to a wedding last week for one of her friends in college. Went up to Hershey, PA. Uh, that was a lot of fun. However, so Friday night was like the rehearsal and all that stuff. And Leslie was in the wedding. So like I got to accompany her to all the festivities that the normies for a wedding don't get to go to. So I got to go to the rehearsal and uh, like hang out with the bridal party and all that stuff. And uh, that was on Friday night. And as as everyone who listens to this hopefully knows, that's when SmackDown is. So I didn't watch SmackDown. And I'm at Leslie's house, and they don't have DVR, so I didn't record it either. So mm. I'm going strictly off of based. Or I'm going strictly based off of what Bleacher Report says for the results. Okay. So, so when we get into the weekly recap uh, after the beer ratings here, the retro beer ratings, uh, I'm going to rely heavily on your having, hopefully, having watched SmackDown last week to provide some insight on some stuff. Okay. Okay, and it's it's gonna need I'm I'm gonna need that to help me with the predictions as well later, hopefully. Hopefully. Okay. (laughs) Hopefully you don't lie to me. All right. Well, I wouldn't lie. That has that's a lie. That right there was a lie. All right. Well, I'm just saying, like, Bleacher might be good for you. Pretty straightforward week. Yeah, it seemed it seemed like it. It didn't seem like I missed too much. Yeah. All right. Uh, so without further ado. I'd say we get into our retro beer ratings. Alrighty. So, I did good this week. I already tallied up the total amount of beers, unlike normal. But this week we watched D-Generation X In Your House. It happened in December 1997. It's so the final pay-per-view of 1997. It was held in somewhere in Massachusetts. That's all I remember from watching it. And, well, as far as location goes, I remember a lot more. But we started with the first match was uh, the light heavyweight championship tournament finals to crown like the inaugural light heavyweight championship or champion that WWF at the time was trying to use to compete with WCW's cruiserweight division, which was insane. It was so good. Uh, But the finals had Taka Michinoku face off against Brian Christopher and... I have some Jerry Lawler quotes. 
I got a Jerry Lawler quote. I wonder if we have the same Jerry Lawler quote. Um, go ahead and tell me what yours is. So with regards to uh, Michinoku, uh, he said, you know why Disneyland failed in Japan, right? Yeah, this is one of mine. Because no one was tall enough to go on the rides. <laughs> uh, uh, and I, I have two comments for, for that. One, the, the classic, how the fuck is King still working for WWE? Yeah. And then two... I went to Disneyland in Tokyo, and it was very full. So it had not failed. So not only was he ignorant, but he was also wrong. Yeah, well, maybe in 97 it was not doing great. Who knows? I I, I feel like it was just an off-base comment. Yeah. Uh, This is a Jerry Lawler quote that was less, actually not even, like, racist or, um, like, misogynistic or however else he usually is, but he said... This one just kind of made me laugh a little bit, but he said, if Michinoku loses another pound, we'll have to file a missing persons report. <laughs> That's body shaming. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Body shaming. Yeah, body shaming. Yep. Oh, we can always find something wrong with what Jerry Lawler says. <laughs> yeah, so th- this match was fun. Uh, I got a beer and a quarter for it. What'd you get? I got one beer. Yikes. Uh, we're, I mean, as always, we're going to round up. So that's yeah. going to... That's going to edit the final beer tally here. So I'll go ahead and change that real quick. We're always, as always, going to round up. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll go with a beer and a quarter here. Still, I think this might be the longest. I said I had written down longest one beer match of all time, but still, like, probably one of the longer beer and a quarter matches of all time. Yeah, uh, it was long. It was way, way longer than Brian Christopher's last match. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I noticed that, like, there wasn't, like, any drinks. Other than the entrances, until like six minutes into the match. Yeah, until until I mean, there was blood. Uh, yeah, I think it was like right after he bled. I think there was like a two count or something, or maybe um, like a someone hit the ring. Someone got thrown in the ring post for use of the environment, right? And then the blood, and then it just then we started drinking from there on. Yeah, it was a lot of a lot of false finishes. After like in the beginning of the match. Uh, Michinoku had the advantage for a long time, especially after Brian Christopher started started bleeding. And, you know, Brian Christopher, Jerry Lawler's son, he was he was concerned, but he kept on trying to play off that he wasn't concerned because he was his son. He was concerned that because he was a great wrestler. Uh, and then eventually, you know, after after Jerry cleans him up and everything, Brian Christopher takes the advantage for a while. Well, he tried to clean him up. You if you if you watch like. He, like, goes and wipes him off, but he, like, doesn't wipe any of the blood off of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. It was a, it was uh, a miserably failed attempt. Some other pretty funny uh, pretty funny quotes from Jerry Lawler, because he says it a couple times. He, he, he's talking about Brian Christopher, and he's like, and it was, it was uh, he was bleeding from the mouth. So he got, like, a little cut on the inside of his mouth, and it just bled a lot. And Jerry Lawler was saying, like, oh, he's going to need 30, 40 stitches. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then after the match, he's like, yeah, they just stitched him up. They ran out of cloth. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so much exaggeration. I, that's that's why I love wrestling. Um, Michinoku ends up winning this match uh, with the Michinoku driver and wins the inaugural WWF Light Heavyweight Championship. Gorgeous so, belt. I liked it. Yeah. Like a really nice belt, way nicer than the the predecessor for this cruiserweight championship belt. 
Because this one's pretty nice. The the purple one that they had in the in like the Buddy Murphy era of 205 Live and Cedric Alexander. It was like just a purple strap. Isn't that it still one, purple? Well, it's it's a black it's a black strap with inlays of purple on the design. It's it's a lot nicer. Oh. There's there still is purple, but it's it's way it doesn't look like a toy like the like the old one did. Yeah. Once it became the NXT Cruiserweight title, it, it got a lot better. Well, you just like anything that's associated with NXT. Yeah, it's true. Um, the second match we had was Race War Part 5. Yeah, I, I wrote uh, Los Bariquas versus DOA, and in parentheses I said again, because it was it's literally, we've seen it so many times. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very much sick of seeing this matchup. Another Jerry, this is my only other Jerry Lawler quote for the night. Either I stopped listening or like he cleaned up his act. I don't I don't know what happened, but <laughs> when he's talking about all of them, he's like, these guys can't schedule a family reunion until the parole board meets. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had some shave your back chants to Miguel Perez, the hairy yeah, dude. I, I got that. Um, and then the other thing that I loved that they were talking about, and they, they talked about it last pay-per-view also, but JR um, has no idea which, which uh, on the DOA, which one is eight ball and which one is skull. Yeah, <laughs> they they need some they need some Usos stuff like we had like Jimmy yeah. Jimmy Chain Jay Cross back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, so things I had from this match was that Savio Vega was not a legal contender, and yet he tried to get into the match. He actually tagged into the match illegally and was thrown out again. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then something I didn't know, and now now we'll be a little more enlightened. Uh, so when we were watching, I was watching with Bree, and she's she's like, that guy has a Puerto Rican flag on his shirt. And I was like, yeah, they're Puerto Rican. She's like, that's weird, because Bariquas is its own place. And I said, is it? And she looked it up, and Bariquas is not its own place. She was wrong. Yikes. Uh, but she looked up what uh, Bariquas was, and it, it's very specific as a Puerto Rican person living in the United States. So it, I think I looked that up a few weeks ago as well, like when we first saw them as a team and i just i was like when i saw it i was like oh yeah that makes sense and then i just yeah. never talked about it yeah i kind of like i don't have a lot more to say about this match because it's the fifth time we've seen it but i really want to drag it out a little more before we get into the next match because it just made me sad the next match mark miro versus butterbeam oh. well, first of all first of all uh what'd you get for that one i got 1.75 beers okay cool Sweet. Yeah, and then I, my last note is stay tuned for Race War Part 6. <laughs> it's inevitable at this point, I imagine. Maybe not the next pay-per-view we watch because we have the Rumble, but I would assume the... I think the next one after that is uh, In Your House, No Way Out of Texas, I want to say. Um, so they'll probably have a match there. This is, just, this is just... It's a never-ending race war. Yeah. Which eventually ended because obviously we're not seeing it anymore. Uh, yeah, true. Um, but yeah, the next match, um, Butterbean versus Mark Miro. It was a basically a boxing match. And yeah. once I saw that, I quickly realized that we're not going to get a whole lot of drinks in this match. because No, nah, it was entrances and then the, the weapon use at the end. Yeah, so I got a half a beer for this. Wow. I don't know where you got a half from. I got a quarter of a beer. I mean, it was probably a it was probably a heavier quarter, but well, you yeah, got right. You have two entrances. There was two weapon uses. There's obviously the end of the match. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 
that's I was probably that's in five, one of and then I think there was some other shit. Like, I think like someone got thrown into the guardrail at one point. Okay, <clears throat> it was like a light. It was a light half of a beer. Yeah, I was probably at a heavy quarter of a beer because I was probably in that that in between state of like three quarters to a quarter, and I just was estimating from there. Yeah, um, I'm interested to know why this made you sad. Because it was terrible. Oh, <laughs> I it was it... terrible, dude. Okay, uh, I thought it literally. I... I thought it literally made you sad. Like wanted to like on the verge of tears for some reason. No. I was like, why? <laughs> no, it was just so bad. Yeah, this uh, this was awful. With regards to that, I ha- there was a sign in the audience that said, who booked this? And that was that's all the sign said. And it was only during the Butterbean match. Perfect. And then I got a Brie quote. She said, why the fuck is this match happening right now? And she said, what's his name? Butterbeam? Looks more like a buttered roll. <laughs> I almost just spit my beer out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, there was, he literally had a nine. If you look, they had the, like the whole tail of the tape thing before the match started. He had a ninety-pound weight advantage. Yeah. On Mark Miro. Um, yeah. But yeah, Miro. Bef- I think uh, before, right? So he he knocked him out at the end of the what was it? Four rounds, right? So at, at the end of the third round, but then time expired before the ten count. So they started the fourth round, hit him, knocked him down again. And then Miro just grabbed the stool uh, and hit him twice with it. And Butterbean wins by DQ because uh, 90s wrestling slash boxing, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Uh, that's all I have on that match. Yeah. Because it was like, whatever. Fake um, shit. Before we, get to uh, the, before we get to the next match, there was a little thing that happened. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I wrote was, what the fuck, gold dust. Uh, yeah, I wrote, uh, the artist formerly known as Goldust, because I thought it was going to be a match, and then I wrote, down arrow, green eggs and ham, WTF, so (laughs) we were along the same lines. Goldust comes out with, I forget who the, I forget what that woman, who that woman is. I looked her up, and I forget her name already. Yeah, because it's not Mar, it's not, um, Marlena. No, it's not Marlena, and it's not Vicky Guerrero, a young Vicky Guerrero. Uh, well, the yeah. only reason I thought that is because she came out and she's like, shut up! And I was like, ooh, that sounds a little mit- bit too much like excuse me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's dead. I, I looked her Whoa. up and she's dead. Jeez. Uh, Co- her name... Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah. Her <laughs> name is... Oh, it's not even on there. Um, Never mind. But yeah, she... Like, at this time, like, she's pulling him around on a chain. Like, he's her, like, little sex slave, I guess. And... He just comes out and starts reading green eggs and ham. <laughs> like, yeah. What it the was, fuck? It was very bad. It was so weird. It was the oh. weirdest thing I've ever seen in wrestling. And I've seen a lot of weird shit. Her name is something like Luna or something like oh, that. Oh, Luna Vachon? Yeah. It, that could be her. Uh, Luna Vachon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she died in 2010. And I guess she was married to Gangrel. Well, from from ninety four to two thousand six. R I P in peace. Yeah. Um. Next, we had the WWF Tag Team Championships on the line. We had New Age Outlaws, the Champs, versus the Legion of Doom. And I want to point something out. Um. Another weird thing, the LOD promo before the match started, and Hawk was just talking about boogers. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> he just called. Th- he just kept saying like. 
he just kept saying the word booger and talking about the New Age Outlaws like they were boogers and that he was going to flick them like yeah. boogers. Yeah. Um, one of the things I noticed is when we left Survivor Series, uh, New Age Outlaws teamed with the Godwins in a Survivor Series match, and the Godwins were still the champ. So That's... sometime between this that last pay-per-view and this pay-per-view, uh, New Age Outlaws must have turned on the Godwins, and no, I think they, I think so. They showed the how the New Age Outlaws won the titles, and it, I'm pretty sure they pinned LOD. Oh, so, so some, I guess sometime between LOD. there, LOD beat the Godwins, and then New Age Outlaws. Yeah, they hot shot at the tag titles well, so there, there often. Was, there was interfe- interference here too, uh, from the Godwins. Yeah, from one of them, I, right? Yeah, I, I, El- Elwood. Uh, no, that's it's that's Finney, not... It's either Phineas or uh, Henry. I think it was yeah, Henry. I... I think it was Henry. Okay. It doesn't yeah. really matter. It doesn't at all. One of the things that I saw was that I think it was I think it was Road Dog at this point. The Road Dog totally stole a move from Otis. Well, I mean, he's older. Well, I don't know how he how he stole that move. Then are you talking about the worm? Yeah. Because Otis stole oh. that from Scotty Tuhati for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, what it was it was Road Dog that hits the worm, and, and then into a finisher, and I was right like, whoa, that's Otis's move. Yeah, um, I also just want to point out how dumb the Legion of Doom is. Like they're just such hotheads, and they ended up getting disqualified. Also, like this entire pay per view has so many disqualification finishes. Yeah. Like if Adam were here, he was he would probably say like a dad joke of some sort of like this should have been called in your house D generation Q or DQ or disqualification X or yeah. something like that. And then we would have looked at Adam and we would have been, we would have shook our heads, but then still kind of smirked. Yeah, and then probably told him to shut the fuck up. Yeah, sounds um, like us. <laughs> uh, this guy, I I gave this two and a quarter, two and a quarter beers. Yeah. yeah. All right. But specifically because of the stuff at the end. Yeah, there was a lot of drinking at the end with the interference and then the the uh, weapon use, and yep. then um, spe- and we got the return of Kurt Angle. Oh, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna say speaking of interference, this next match, um, <laughs> Triple H versus Sergeant Slaughter in a boot camp match, which basically means no disqualification. Yeah, I wrote no disqualification match because I had no idea what a boot camp match was, yeah. and then I watched it and I was like, this is just an ODQ match. Yeah, which. What's funny because Sergeant Slaughter is obviously the commissioner at the time, and there was a funny point where he went to go try to pin Triple H on the outside, and the look on his face when the ref is like, "You have to pin him in the ring," like the commissioner of the WWF doesn't know the rules of his own match. Yeah, um, I guess no, no, no one knew the rules of that match. Yeah, that's true. Other than the ref, but yeah, um, Sergeant Slaughter now uses Kurt Angle's music. Which I mean, poor poor Kurt Angle before he debuted. I mean, just every like his music's just getting thrown around like a like a. Well, you can imagine what I would probably say. Like a hussy. Sure. Um, <laughs> there was also a, a funny moment with Triple H like trying to take the the ring bell from the timekeeper, and the and the timekeeper's like holding on to it like no yeah, he's like no <laughs> no this is this is my bell no you can't have it and then eventually he just like he just ricochet shots him and like pushes the time the or oh you already cracked it i thought there was more 
No, that was it. Nice. Um, where he cra- he cracks him, he ricochet shots him and cracks him with the ring bell, and just like it was just such a funny moment. He the yeah. the timekeeper looked like ridiculously hurt, even though yeah. he probably obviously wasn't. But and then another thing for some reason, like I noticed this like near the end of the match, but where they were where like they were hitting big moves and going for pins, and then when they would go to pin, the ref would come into the ring from the outside of the ring. Like, the ref was, like, always on the outside of the ring for some reason. He was never in the ring. Yeah. It was so weird. And, like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, trip, Triple H ends up winning this match because, obviously, the name of the pay-per-view is D-Generation X in your house, and he's part of D-Generation X. So, he was obviously going to win this match over Sergeant Slaughter, who's older than dirt at this time. Uh, and I got three and a half beers. Lots of lots of interference, lots of weapon use, and that's yeah. yeah, that's that's the majority of that match. Three and a half beers. Yep. This is probably also the match that I, I uh, threw up during. You threw up during this pay per view. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, th- I think it was another one of those days where I I didn't eat, and I got home and I had a bunch of carrots and hummus. And then I, I got the, the return of the carrots and hummus. I had to finish my beer for that. The return of carrots and hummus from your mouth hole coming from up? From my mouth hole, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. You, you should probably uh, eat more when, you, when you're planning on doing these. I should. You're right. That's a great point. And I should also learn how to position my body better. Like, instead of laying down where all that beer can just, like, bubble up in my belly... I should probably sit up and... You should know. probably sit on the edge of your seat like wrestling does to us, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it uh, eventually puts me on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Especially the next match. Ooh, um, speaking of yeah, speaking <laughs> of being on the edge of your seat, Jeff Jarrett versus The Undertaker. <laughs> um, they called this Jeff Jarrett's in-ring debut, and I literally, as soon as he came out, started like putting up tallies for his in-ring debut, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So I looked it up. It most certainly was not his in-ring debut in WWF. I was like, was he really in WCW like all that time before this? And I was like, no, he was in WWF from like 93 to 96 or something like that or 95. Yeah. So I immediately crossed that out. Otherwise, this would have this would have been a little bit higher rated. I, I, I found one thing that was pretty crazy for this is that in 1997... Jim Ross is already calling Undertaker the greatest of all time. Huh. Which was insane. I don't know if you caught that. No. But yeah, he's, he's like he's like already calling him like the greatest in-ring talent of all time. Or not maybe not talent, but like presence or however whatever they use to call the Undertaker the greatest whatever he is. <clears throat> the phenom. Yeah, the phenom, the greatest presence slash I don't know, whatever he is of all time. He's definitely not the greatest in-ring worker of all time. But he's the greatest at something in wrestling. But at the end of the match, Kane comes in, furthers along this uh, the whole Kane and Undertaker storyline. Ch- gives a gives a choke slam to Jeff Jarrett because Jeff Jarrett's like, "Hey, you're here. Hit him. Hit him with hit Undertaker with a tombstone or something." And then he just choke slams Jarrett to give yeah. Jarrett the DQ victory, and then uh, slaps Taker in the face. And Taker does nothing because at this point he doesn't want to fight his quote-unquote brother. And I got a one beer for this match. Uh, 
I got a beer and a quarter. All right, cool. We can up the we can up the tally of this even more. I like it. Maybe you were taking big boy sips when you watched. Maybe that's why you threw up. Uh, yeah, I was probably like at the beginning of the pay per views. I feel like I definitely take bigger boy sips, but this is pretty deep into the pay per view. A couple beers in already. Yeah, maybe I was taking bitch sips. Who knows? Who knows? There's no way of knowing. There's there's no actual quantifiable way to measure this except when you do the tallies. Yeah. Um, but but tallies are pretty much equivalent to bitch sips. So. That's true. Yeah. So we add another another quarter of a beer to the final tally of this pay-per-view. And then we had the first ever one-on-one match. I looked this up. First ever one-on-one match between the, uh, the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And for that, it was actually pretty underwhelming. Yeah, I mean... I, 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 th- only, I, think I it, only got I, a beer for this match. Uh, What? What did you get? I got 1.75. Okay, so... Maybe this was the match I threw up in? I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe. There was a yeah. lot of shit, a lot of interference going on on the outside, yeah. and like Austin... Austin hitting stunners on the rest of the nation and, you know, throwing D'Lo Brown through the windshield of the, of the pickup and all that shit. Yeah. That's, uh, just, just you saying that, like all those things already sounds like a beer. So, yeah, I also drank for, they didn't, the rock is using the people's elbow as a move, but it's not, it's clearly not a finisher yet, but I'm still drinking for it because oh, I, I, I was drinking for the people's elbow and stuff like that, but I don't know. Maybe this is when I threw up. Yeah. There was also, um, I don't know if you saw, like, it, it looked on the initial time when I saw it, and I wrote it down even, like, before I saw the replay, but the the chair shot that Austin hit on Farouk on the outside looked absolutely deadly when you watched it live. And then they showed the replay, and it's, like, very, like, the noise, I was like, holy shit, dude. The noise was very obviously, like, the chair made contact with the, the truck instead of Farouk's face, so... Yeah. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. They, damn. They still. They, they got me. Either way. I mean, at this point, I'm fucking hammered. So, then I saw the replay, and I was like, oh, the chair made contact with the truck. But either way, yeah, it it looked deadly live. Um, they shouldn't have replayed it. They should have just let us let us know. Think. Yeah. R.I.P. Ron Simmons. Whoa. What? No, I'm just kidding. He didn't die. No, I I I, I was like. It looked deadly. His name is Farouk. We had that conversation a couple weeks ago. He goes by Ron Simmons now, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, it was poor delivery. I'm sorry. That was silly of you, Joe. You honestly had me going there for a second like I missed the death of Ron Simmons for some reason. No, no. no. It, was, it was a the shot looked deadly, and then I tried to do a callback of when I, I said I didn't know they were the same people. Well, that was... That it was, was poorly executed. That's that, that like was, I'll, I'll admit that. That was pretty and dumb now, of you. Speaking of poorly executed. Well, I, wait. You know what? <laughs> I was gonna say. You know what, Joe? I'll I'll cut that for you. Don't worry. No, you won't. You um, never cut it. Well, hold on. Before we get to the before we get to the last match, that so one point seven five beers, um, and Stone Cold retains the Intercontinental Championship in a like five or six minute match. It was it as you said, very underwhelming for uh, Stone Cold and The Rock match. Especially for what we know is coming up. Exactly. Uh, then we hit the main event of the evening. WWF Championship on the line. Shawn Michaels versus Ken Shamrock. And I'm interested to see what you got here because 
after the match, I want to say. Spanish announce table broke. So. Ooh, after the match. Yeah. Uh, uh, you so, don't you feel like, did you lose count? <laughs> the look on your so, face makes it look like you lose. You lost count. So it's it's the main event of a pay-per-view, and we, we already know that my, my counting went downhill uh, during the last match. So and now I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my my tally, or my my number because it's not a tally. I have one and a half, but I I definitely did not catch the Spanish announcing table, and I probably missed a lot of other stuff too. You got one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, Joe! All right. I'm so, telling you, when, once I get to the end of the pay per views, dude, my my counting just goes down. So this match got three and a half beers. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> Holy shit, that's to dude. include the Spanish announcing table. Yeah, and I mean, I I would I guess you probably miss like all of the interference because like obviously like China and Triple H are on the outside, so I mean yeah. like every time that they interfere separately, like that's three drinks. It's it's just it was a ridiculous amount of interference. As, yeah, I probably missed as a lot usual. of interference. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Shamrock, it looked like he was going to win. He hit the belly-to-belly, which is a terrible finisher uh, between, obviously, him and, and Bailey, who used to use it. And then he looked like he was going to put the ankle lock on him. He basically had it locked in, and then China and Triple H rushed the ring, get them, get DX, get Shawn Michaels disqualified, and Shamrock wins, does not win the championship, as always. You know you know the rules of wrestling. It's a classic rule. And... Um, yeah, Ken Shamrock wins, Shawn Michaels retains, and then Owen Hart comes out, which I thought was a nice little touch because obviously the last time we saw the Montreal screw job, so naturally Owen Hart would be upset about what happened uh, in real life and then probably also in kayfabe. And he puts Michaels through the Spanish announce table and rushes out through the crowd to close out the show. Yeah, I'm remembering and if that you've now, been, like I remember oh, the commentators talking about like talking about how we haven't seen anyone from uh from the Hart family in a yeah, while. Yeah, they said Shawn Michaels, they said Shawn Michaels, they said Shawn Michaels had injured British Bulldog. They showed a clip of Triple H and Shawn Michaels beating up Jim Neidhart and then that just left Owen Hart. Yeah. But we I guess that we haven't seen him in a long time. So yeah, so I don't know if they ever face off for the title because I know at the Royal Rumble, I've seen that one. I've seen that pay-per-view in full um, before. I mean, not to give away any spoilers, but I know that Shawn Michaels does not face Owen Hart at the next pay-per-view for the title. So, hmm. well, I guess we'll, we'll uh, I guess we'll see where that goes. Um, and then if you've been following along, this pay-per-view got 15 and three quarters of a beer. That 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 ranks pretty high. It does. I haven't updated the the database, but I'm pretty sure it's top five at this point. Yeah, it sounds like it would have tied for third. Tied for third, maybe fourth. Yeah, tied for third, maybe fourth. I'm trying to remember now. I think Hell, I think Hell in a Cell got uh, 15 and three quarters. Yeah, that sounds right. And then I think it's tied for third right now. Yeah, because then it goes. uh, Survivor Series last week was second, right? Yeah, took the new second. And then obviously, uh, double, double or nothing double is going to be tough to beat. Yeah, but yeah, that wraps up Degeneration X in your house. And then the next one in line that we have is Royal Rumble 1998. We get our first pay per view of 1998, and we get our first Royal Rumble 
pay-per-view that we're doing on these retro ratings. So we really get to see how these Royal Rumble pay-per-views stack up against the rest. Yeah, Obviously, I mean, the drinking it's, it's, game. Well, I was going to say Go it's, it's going to be skewed for two reasons to our current Royal Rumbles. Because, one, there's only one Royal Rumble match. True. And, two, we, 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 we don't know what to return. Well, I, I planned on looking that up to see who was returning and who was, um, who was a debut. But I would imagine, like, hopefully the announcers would say something. Okay. Um, I, for most Royal Rumbles, I know what's a return and what's a debut. So God, I, that's going to fucking kill me. Well, remember, it's only five drinks. It's not a finish your beer. Oh, for Royal Rumble, the rules change. Yep, yep. yep. That's what five, I was... Five, five drinks for returns. Yeah, okay. that's what I was going to mention is that is that rule change for that. So, all right, so that wraps that up. And then let's get into the weekly wrestling recap. So we're going to recap last Friday's SmackDown, move through that Monday Night Raw, NXT, and AEW from this week. Um, but one thing I want to talk about before we talk about SmackDown is a report that I saw because we talked about it many times on the show. Now the draft is reportedly getting moved to October. Yeah. I saw that as well. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I wouldn't Smackdown, have brought it up because I forgot about it. The but. SmackDown that we were planning on going to in Jacksonville in September, probably not going to be a draft show. I still think we should go. I do too. I've been to one live television show and it was a month ago, so I would like to go to more. Yeah, let's do it. September 3rd in Jacksonville. We will be there. All right, but yeah, let's get into SmackDown. Like I said, I haven't watched this, so I'll just go ahead and get out of the way the things that I saw, and then we can talk about the rest. So Nakamura and Rollins get added to Money in the Bank. Um, We had two debuts and one future debut in Shotzi, Tegan Knox and Tony Storm. And they took Carmella out and added Liv Morgan to the women's money in the bank ladder match. Yeah, so that's that's where I'm curious. Is we've talked about Liv Morgan being added added to the money in the bank match at some point. So I'm wondering if that was always a storyline. Because the way they played it was, you know, all the spots are filled. And Carmel is going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. And then the way it executed was now Liv Morgan's going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match uh, because Carmel is going to face Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And that's tonight, not on Sunday. Right. So so I, I don't know it, like if Liv Morgan was already going to be added before the Bailey injury, how they would have actually added her. I think, well, I think it's it would have been more of, like, feuding with Sonya Deville and, like, over like overcoming whatever she put in her way to get added to the match, like she has been, and then finally getting added. Or maybe, mom, well, or maybe like, mom and popping her and going behind Sonya and just having Adam Pearce at her. I don't know. Yeah, but, like, was there an open spot in the match before, before Carmella backed out of the match? Yeah. Yeah, there was. Okay. Okay. There was still, yeah. there was still one more spot, and then... Carmella backed out, which left two spots. No, three. Because Carmella backed out, right? They've added Liv. They've since added Natalia and Tamina, and now it's filled up. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Natalia. Well, Natalia getting added is fine, 
but Tamina going to provide nothing in this match. Absolutely nothing. Maybe a maybe a uh, span or, or not a Spanish fly, uh, super fly, super fly uh, from a ladder or something, but probably not that high on a ladder because she's not good. Yeah, we'll talk about that. That's true. We're going to have to talk about them next week. We're going to have to talk about them this this SmackDown. Oh, uh, like, I mean, I didn't watch, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I did write that down. Um, So, based off of what I read, this is now going back to the Shotzi and Tegan Knox stuff. So, they faced off against, um, yeah, I guess we do kind of have to talk about it because we had debuts. So, Shotzi, Blackheart, and Tegan Knox get called up because it mostly seems like it's stemming from Bailey getting injured and SmackDown having, like, negative five women on their roster. So they get called up and they face off in a non-title match against Natalia and Tamita and they win. Yeah. This reminds me a lot of Ricochet and Aleister Black circa 2018. And that was awesome. It was awesome. And it so, seems so- like the exact same thing, right? Two two people getting called up from NXT who did not tag in NXT and they get called up to the main roster as a tag team and they go on a run. Yeah, so this is weird for me because you know we we saw the the return of of Tegan Knox which oh, the Tuesday before so like 3 days prior and then 3 days later Tegan Knox debuts on SmackDown and it, I feel like it just left an open storyline because it it cost Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell the NXT Tag Team Championships so it seemed like that was a storyline, and then a couple days later, Tegan Knox debuts on SmackDown. Also breaks up the tag team of Ember Moon and Shotzi without any story. And now they're a tag team all by themselves. So it's kind of weird. It is weird, but as we know, the the main roster is definitely open to just break, break up any open storyline, i.e. Aleister Black getting released. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so there was that. There's also a, uh, I guess, a name change. It's yeah. Now, now they're just Shotzi and Knox. No, Tegan Knox, I think, is just Tegan. Is She's Tegan still Knox. Tegan Knox? But yeah, Shotzi is now just Shotzi. Yeah, when they showed up on when they showed up on Friday, they they announced them as as Shotzi and Knox. So hopefully, Tegan Knox is Knox is still Tegan Knox. But you know how the especially the main roster likes to shorten names for no reason. Yeah, it's really dumb. I don't know. I li- I like the full names, but I guess Vince McMahon, he loves big sweaty men. Yeah, and... he's got he's got he yeah he loves big sweaty men and short names. <laughs> um, I mean we saw we've seen it with Mustafa Ali, we've seen it with Buddy Murphy, Riddle, R- Matt Riddle. Yep, just continuously shortening names for the I guess because the commentators don't want to lose their breath. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's silly. Speaking of silly. Jey Uso made his return to SmackDown this week. Uh, he's been gone for probably a month and a half. And we has, talked it, about, has it been that long? It's been a while. Maybe not a month and a half. But it's. I feel like it's at least been a month. And we, we talked about last week Jimmy's, Jimmy's uh, running with the law for like the fourth time. And how we thought Jimmy was going to be punished. And all of a sudden the bloodline's back together and they're all sticking together. So, I don't know. Have you at least watched clips from this week's SmackDown? No, <laughs> because it seems it, it seems like there's going to be no punishment at all for Jimmy Uso. Well, he's in he's in the Roman Reigns storyline. He's he's literally part he's of the yeah he's protected. He's part of the Golden storyline. 
Yeah, well, basically, Jey Uso came back and he said, uh, I'm going to, like, like I'm, I'm not here for just Roman or I'm not here for just Jimmy. I'm here for the family. And they all hugged it out at the end. There was, like, probably an actual emotional moment where, where Jay was like, uh, I've got your back through anything, bro, or Uso. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. I read that they definitely like alluded to it, like the the DUI stuff, without saying yeah. that. But um, and then I saw Edge obviously puts was it Jay in a crossface with the with the chair, the chair leg. Yeah, he 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 keeps on going at it with the chair leg. Yeah, and now and the and the Mysterios come back. Are the Myster- the Mysterios are still the tag champions, right? They're still the they're, where, they're still the tag champs. Where have they been? Uh, I guess taking a break. Yeah, I, WWE like we always knock on women's tag, but like the just the entire tag division needs to just be at least semi focused on. Like this is yeah. now the second time this year that a tag team champion has just been gone for weeks at a time, and yeah. it, with without any like explanation or anything. So the last time I think we saw the Mysterios, I so Rey Mysterio had the match with Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, and that was as a result of Roman Reigns beating the shit out of Dominic. So there is storyline to say why Dominic has been gone from SmackDown for a long time. But, I, I mean, I guess I guess they're back at it. Cause that, yeah, because before Hell in a Cell, J- Jay was already gone. Uh, and so, I mean, as a reference to how long it's been since Jay's actually been on SmackDown, Jay was already gone, and it was Jimmy who had aligned with the Roman and, you know, he was like, no, stop beating the shit out of, of Dominic. We don't need it like this, Oose. Stuff like that. So Jay's been gone for a while, since at least before Hell in a Cell. Well. Yeah, so it could have been that, a month and a half. Yeah, I guess. So that's now set up this uh, six-man tag team match tonight between the, the, the Bloodline. So Reigns and the Usos, and they're taking on Edge and the Mysterios. And... That seems like it's going to be your main event tonight on SmackDown. Doesn't really seem like they have anything else really. Oh, then obviously the Bianca and Carmella match. Ooh, return um, of fans tonight, right? Yep, big time yeah, return fan, of fans tonight. Fan, fans are going to be on SmackDown tonight. Yeah, uh, Thunderdome is no more. It it appears that fans being back are are at least helping ratings. AEW got another over over one million viewers on their show, so. Uh, it, it it looks like the return of fans is is helping so i i'm i'm really enjoying it so far yeah uh one of the things i don't really care to talk about but i have to talk about it for the sake of pat mcafee is the uh the second match of the night was a money in the bank qualifier this, match with king king corbin the the, or, the sorry, pedicure thing yeah uh so <laughs> i saw a picture <laughs> of this so Biggie comes out to the ring before the match and he's going to be on on guest commentary and he has the the ding dong shirt on because Bailey got hurt and Biggie's always been really good about uh honoring people that that he he does, thinks deserve honoring like the the Shad band on his arm and and stuff like that after Shad the bro- Brody died. Lee the bro- yeah the Brody yeah so he's always been good about honoring people this week he was wearing the ding dong shirt cuz Bailey got injured um, and they were also, I think, sitting on the ding dong couch, uh, outside the ring and <laughs> Biggie brings 
foot baths for Pat McAfee and Big E, and they were sitting on the couch, and then obviously King Nakamura enters, and with that comes Boogs! Uh, and he, he jumps out of his foot bath, and he jumps up on the commentary table, and like Cole's, Cole's sitting there, like, put on some shoes and stuff like that, and <laughs> it, was, it was funny. It was, it was very <laughs> classic Pat McAfee, uh, which reminds me of a note that I didn't talk about for the pay-per-view, for the we, uh, the retro beer ratings, uh, is there was a backstage segment with Michael Cole in 1997, and he looks like the fucking nerdiest, skinny, white guy already with that same receding hairline. <laughs> yeah, he was, oh my god, he used to get like shit on so much in the back before he went out to do commentary before he started doing commentary it was always just so funny all right let's move into monday night raw oh, another another thing that i'll say here uh i looked at the lineup for raw on monday before it started and it looked like it was going to suck because it's just a bunch of matches we've already seen so yep. i was flipping i was flipping between it and the home run derby okay that's that's what i'll say about that but i at least watched it most of it. Xavier Woods beats Bobby Lashley in the opening match. Yeah. Or Yeah. It they're really they're really underselling Bobby Lashley. So like all the build up they've done for Bobby Lashley and now he's the champ and he should be like on top. And he's not on top right now. So I have a screenshot that I took from Twitter here. So what do you think about this? This is somebody fantasy booking something like uh, maybe it was like someone replying to a tw- uh, I think it was someone replying to a tweet that said like bold predictions for money in the bank. <clears throat> Brock Lesnar costs Bobby Lashley the WWE championship, thus setting up their match at SummerSlam. Xavier Woods turns heel on Kofi. Kofi beats Xavier at SummerSlam and then Big E cashes in. Damn. Uh, that would be good fantasy booking. Give me, give me, it's, give it's, me the percentage of chance that that's going to happen. Twenty five percent. That might be. I'd high. go less than that. I would go two yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah. So, so that would be. I thought awesome, it, I thought it was. I thought it was neat. I, th- I thought it was good. Like fantasy. It, it's good booking. booking but like, book. that's literally all it is. Is a fantasy. But did you see the news on uh, who's coming to the first Raw with fans? No. The Dream Killer. It's uh, so they've already announced that that Goldberg is going to be at Raw on Monday. Oh fuck me! Which kind of kills the kills the the thought of Brock Lesnar returning for SummerSlam to challenge Bobby Lashley, which everybody wants because now everyone's saying fucking... Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley is going to be is going to be the. Match I am so 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 sick of Goldberg. Just go away. Yeah. Just go yeah, away. Just away. stop. You're fucking washed yeah. up. You suck. You almost paralyzed the Undertaker, and I will never forgive you for that. Yeah. It's, uh, I think the Survivor Series. The Survivor Series match with him and Brock, and like also the the Mania match at 33, was good stuff. End it there. Never come back. Please go away. I'm sick of it. I'm so yeah. fucking sick of it. Holy so, shit. So yeah, that's. That's what people think because uh, until at least 2022, Goldberg has the uh, has the two two matches a year contract, and he's only done one match this year. Drew McIntyre at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I think it was a Royal Rumble. 
So people think that the second match is going to be at SummerSlam. It's going to be against Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Well, um, well, shit. And now that we're on, now that we're on the topic, have you watched Brock Lesnar's butchering video? I didn't watch the video. I saw the pictures and <laughs> what he looks like now. <laughs> yeah, that's some. That was quite comical. I showed yeah. Leslie. I showed Leslie, and she was like, "Ew." <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, yeah. So I don't know. I, th- this 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 match is going to be a, a hard for me to predict now because like Bobby Lashley's just been just been beaten down the last couple of weeks from the new day but the booking that WWE normally does he lost on the go home show he's going to win right so yeah I don't know I think a Kofi a, a Kofi victory would be exciting but I don't I don't know if it's going to happen yeah now here's the we'll, alternate thought. We'll we'll, we'll get Kofi, into that. Kofi wins we'll in, on Sunday. We can get into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, we will. But Kofi wins on Sunday. They still want to do a Brock Lesnar return at SummerSlam. So Kofi Kofi returns on Sunday or Kofi, Kofi wins on Sunday. Uh, they do Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg at SummerSlam. Non-non-title. Non-title. Brock Lesnar also shows back up for a rematch of Kofi versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Not a nine-second match. Yeah, but Brock would still win. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Brock's going to win regardless when he shows back up. Yeah. um, All right. Let's let's get off of this because we're probably going to talk more about it when we do predictions. Um, We had the Raw women... Uh, that are in the Money in the Bank ladder match, uh, have a fatal four-way, and then Nikki Ash wins in pretty much like a garbage match. I actually don't even know why I'm bringing this up now. The Oh, it looks like um, Sheamus is going to start having a program with Damian Priest for the United yeah, Damian, States cha- Championship. Damian Priest returned. Yep. Uh, so that could be interesting, but both of them are pretty boring, so I don't know. And then we find we finally got like an actual end to a match between Ricochet and Morrison. Yeah, because they had a false count anywhere match. Mm-hmm. If they had found a way to make that ending the end of that match like screwy or like somehow do a count out, that would have been ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Well, okay then. Um, let's then get into Tuesday night NXT then, and. We had, I think the first thing that happened uh, was the Dakota Kai match between her and whoever she faced em- that I can't remember. Ember Moon. Oh, yeah, Ember. Yeah, was, and she beat Ember. Em- she, she beat Ember. And then after the match, we get a confrontation between Raquel Gonzalez and Zia Lee. So it looks yep. like Zia Lee is going to be the next challenger, which is a uh, heel heel dynamic. Not sure where they're going to yeah. go with the character shift between one of them. Yeah, she she challenged her, and and Gonzalez already accepted the challenge. So I think that's this week. Is there going to have a uh, a title mm, match? It's either yeah, it's either this week, or, it's either this week or next week. Yeah, that probably uh, won't be that but good. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it, I'll say it right now. Yeah, they've been building up Zia Lee, and Zia Lee has a couple good spots, but all in all, a decent wrestler. Yeah, like I wasn't impressed with the takeover match. With her and now I don't even remember who she faced. 
Uh, it was Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, I was not impressed with that match. So maybe but, Zia I mean, Lee just hates Hispanic women. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, maybe it's a that's a good thing. thought. It yeah. could be. Get Jerry Lawler in there on commentary. We could we could figure yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, we had our first look as Cameron of uh, Cameron Grimes, the Butler, and which was yeah, pretty funny. Tell me, yeah, I was gonna say, tell me you didn't enjoy that. You can't. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It was uh, Cameron Gr- Cameron Grimes has to what was it like clean the pool or mow the lawn or something like that. And, yeah, he asked uh, him to mow the lawn, he, 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 and he orders a bunch. He, he like pays a bunch of kids to do it for him. Yeah, because he's also a quote unquote self made millionaire. Yeah, and then uh, and then he accidentally pushes L.A. Knight into the pool. Yeah, it's it's it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, so it's not really taking the angle that I thought it would, but I'm I'm enjoying it. Like I thought it was going to be like more of a L.A. Knight just berates and bullies Cameron Grimes until he gets all pissed off, and then Cameron Grimes can like ditch the whole millionaire thing and like just take out L.A. Knight because of enraged anger that he has towards him from being his butler but that could still happen um maybe la Knight comes back next week as like a little bit more dastardly with how he goes about with what he makes cameron grimes do or how he goes about treating him or whatnot yeah was this week the return of bobby fish or has bobby fish just kind of been on the shelf he's been back he's been back all right because i know he was injured and this this week we saw uh, Bobby Fish faced Tyler Rust. Some more undisputed era drama. Roderick yeah, Strong so I think and, he's facing, and Bobby Fish. He's, he's going to face. Yeah, he's going to face off against Roderick Strong here next week or the week after or something like that. So that'll yeah, obviously and, and be very good. Yeah, as enjoyable as uh, Bobby Fish is in the ring and as good as he is a, a wrestler, the obvious choice is to put over Roderick Strong. So. You could put that down as my prediction for something we're not predicting. So, okay, um, <laughs> we did we did have a return this week on NXT. Ooh, yeah, that that was a weird one. So that's also Mandy force us Mandy to talk Mandy Rose. Yeah, Man- Mandy, Mandy Rose returned. Mandy Rose. She's like been in the middle of a storyline with with what was it the NXT women's no sorry the regular women's tag team championships. With uh, Dana Brooke, and apparently that storyline's over now, and now Mandy Rose is back on NXT. Yeah, uh-uh. I think this we still have something to unfold here as far as like what the hell she's doing on NXT. But I mean, I assume we'll find out soon. Could be something with Frankie Monet, right? I think they confront they they had like a little con- confrontation backstage, right? Those two after Frankie Monet kind of like took over the Robert Stone brand, it seems. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like something they would have. It, yeah, I mean, quite possibly. Um, no, because, yeah, I guess so. Because uh, I, I guess Aaliyah got called up to the main yeah, roster. Yeah, so now she got she got called up to Raw for Mandy Rose, apparently. Like, apparently it was like a one-for-one swap. Yeah, thank God that's we have what Aaliyah I'm re- that's what main, I had read. on the main roster instead of people that are actually talented, you know? Well, I mean, I yeah, we'll see. Yeah. She could be talented. We did. We don't see Aaliyah that much. I, she has no character. So yeah, she's got no. She's got no character. Her she'll be great for the main is, roster. I don't know. She's just a generic heel. Like she's a mean yeah. girl. But I don't know. Uh, I was 
like in all of the releases, if NXT had released Aaliyah instead, I would have been. I would have been. I would have shrugged my shoulders. Like, not a yeah. Bit. We uh, yeah. You but just instead, don't see they enough of her. people she... on the main roster, and yeah, now Aaliyah is going to replace her. Uh, yeah, you don't them. see. You don't see enough of her on NXT to like care about her. She has no character, like, it, it, I don't know. But um, then we get into the main event. We had Karrion Cross versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship. I would say Cole O'Reilly too. Last week was better, but this was still pretty good. And then obviously you had Samoa Joe as the special guest referee, and I would say, as most people probably predicted. Carrying Cross wins this match, um, and then he takes out Samoa Joe after the match. So I was thinking that maybe this would take a little longer, but it looks like I don't know. It, it, Samoa Joe has to be cleared. I mean, he doesn't have to be cleared to get ch- quote unquote choked out in the middle of the ring, but like if you're going to get that physical with him, there's no chance that he's not physically able to compete at this point. Yeah, because he he also. He also had a, a stare down with Adam Cole as because uh, Bronson Reed comes out after the, well, yeah, whatever, not even after anything. It was Bronson Reed did like a, had like a confrontation with Bronson Reed or Bronson Reed had a confrontation with Adam Cole. There you go. He, he, he like, you know, he shoves him a little bit. Adam Cole gets pushed out of the ring. Adam Cole walks up the ramp and Joe's walking down the ramp for the, the main event. And, you know, Joe just kind of stares him down. Yeah, he um, he's also been having stare downs with Pete Dunne. So, like, he's got lots of things going on with him right now. Yeah. If Samoa Joe is cleared, then I think we have our NXT SummerSlam weekend match. Cross and Joe? Cross and Joe would be incredible. Cross goes to the main roster. Joe is an NXT talent. Joe, you're a podcaster. Amazing. You're a podcaster, Joe. No, I'm a main event talent. <laughs> I'm a main event talent for for podcasters. Sure, <laughs> we'll let the we'll let the listener numbers uh, speak for themselves and say that you're not. Neither of us are. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's that's all I had for NXT, and we move into AEW. I mean, so so well, just quick shout out to the the breakout tournament. Oh yeah, the like, breakout tournament started. Like there were some breakout tournament matches. They were pretty good, but without knowing these guys names without looking at, at at a website there's nothing much for us to say so a quick shout out to duke hudson duke hudson and ikamen jiro yeah to which uh duke hudson won that match and then there was another match it was uh definitely another match there was there that was the only breakout match oh really okay never mind yeah Shout out to Hudson and the other guy I just said. Ikamanjiro. Ikamanjiro. Hi, Raven. Hi, buddy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's NXT for the week. A lot of like relatively underwhelming moments, but as far as the Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross storyline development went, god damn. Good, Joe, good please, stuff. Please be cleared. Please become... NXT champion and send Karrion Cross off the right way to feud with people like Randy Orton because I feel like that's going to be a quick feud. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. They're they're de- yeah. Now that you say that, they're definitely going to. That'll probably be his first feud on the main roster. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, 
But all right, AEW Dynamite, uh, they had it in Texas this week, so they're now they're now out of the state of Florida. And once I looked at my notes, I realized I didn't take any notes for Dynamite, so this is off the top of my head. But so first off, first match, John Moxley returns to television after he had a little old baby. Yep. And he faces Carl Anderson and he retains the IWG, IWGP United States Championship. Yeah, I thought this was meh. It, it was meh. It wasn't great, but... It was a John Moxley match. Yeah. It was a run-of-the-mill John Moxley match. Yeah, uh, it was It was good for what it was. I honestly didn't expect him to re- to retain, because apparently Gallows and Anderson recently got signed to New Japan, and... Oh, really? They're just triple-dipping right now. In, in my mind, I thought, you know, Moxley's a kid now, and he's not going to be wanting to, like, go to Japan to do matches well, anymore. To be fair, he- to be fair, he hasn't gone to New Japan to do matches. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the matches keep on coming to AEW. That's true. So. That's true. But you know, eventually he would have to. I mean, you would think he would have to go to Japan. Yeah, probably. Sounds like something he would have to do. Yep. Uh, um, I'll let you keep going down the line because I there are there are definitely some things I remember that I want to talk about. But all right. Well, uh, who would have thought that Ricky Starks would be back? So soon after a broken neck. I actually, to... I actually, uh, I predicted that he would win this match. Yeah. Uh, so I thought he was going to win the match once I saw the match, but you know he came back after uh, breaking his neck to win a meaningless title. Well, yeah. So it's ba- pretty, it's basically it's basically the team Taz title <laughs> essentially. Yeah. It's uh it's it's pretty much just there. The fuck the fuck um, the, the fuck the world championship. Yeah. I thought it was for the win. It can be whatever you want it to be. It's like FTR. Ooh, fuck the revival. Yep, fuck the revival or fear the revolution or whatever they called Ooh, it. Fear the revolution. I think I think that's what they called it uh, when they came to AEW. Yeah, uh, I have nothing about that match except that you know he won it after after breaking his neck what two months ago? Not that long ago. Yeah, I don't know, but now it seems like he's the leader of Team Taz. Well, other yeah, than uh, other than Taz, obviously, but yeah. Taz is probably the leader of Team Taz. Yeah, I mean the team, or at least a manager. The team is named after him, so probably. But yeah, it. Brian Cage is now either on the verge or is like. I just saw that that going, Brian Cage was going to be in a match with someone. I think it's Buddy Murphy. Yeah, he's gonna have he's 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 like set up for a match at the ECW arena. Yep, I saw a that. Nani AEW show. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. So that should be a fun match. Yeah, if if you get to watch that, that that should be pretty good. Um, yeah. There's, yeah, I I think you know Brian Cage now is just a full fledged face at this point. Yeah, it really seems like that. I don't think he's going to spend any like. There's probably going to be a final fallout with FT or with Team Team Taz, uh, and then he's just going to be a face after that. Yeah. Uh, they definitely develop the storyline more with Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black. Yeah, so very excited. The one thing I like about this is they kind of took like obviously Cody Cody comes out and he's all pissed off about what Black did to Arn Anderson and wants him to come face to face with him and not just like appear out of the shadows and whatnot. I like the the subtle touch of like Cody wears an all white suit and Black is obviously wearing all black. Yeah. Um for like the whole good versus evil thing, kind of like like a la Michaels and Taker in WrestleMania. Yeah. I agree. It's 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 gonna be awesome to see Cody just beaten down. 
Yeah, I wonder if they're going to do like All Out as like Black's debut match or if they'll have him wrestle a few times before because you almost have to think that All Out is going to have, at, I mean, at this point, Paige, Paige and Omega, which we'll talk about probably after yeah. this, um, and then probably Cody versus, and then Cody versus Black there. Bucks versus whoever. Yeah, versus somebody. Versus maybe the dark. Whatever. Maybe the Dark Order. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, because that's gonna that's a uh, that's a five way match this and at Fighter Fest Part Two. Or was that was that this week? No, it wasn't this week. They made it the way they talked about it. Made it seem like it was gonna happen, but then I looked at the I looked at the my phone to see what time it was, and I was like, with everything they have left in this show, there's like it was already like quarter after nine. So and they already they still had like three matches left. And I was like, "There's no way they're gonna fit in a five, like a basically a Survivor Series style match, and plus the three other matches in 45 minutes." Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So I think it's I think it's Fighter Fest Night Two is uh, is when that match is gonna happen. It's gonna be a fatal five way. Obviously, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, I guess Carl. Yeah, Carl it'd Anderson. be yeah those those Carl Anderson and Gallows versus. I'm assuming it'll be Paige, Preston Vance. Evil Uno, John ten. John Silver, Preston Vance is ten, and then probably oh. probably Stu Grayson. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then uh, the only other thing I have to talk about uh, for Dynamite, because uh, they they build up Fighter Fest to be a be a relatively big adve- event, but all in all, the show wasn't phenomenal. Uh, so I I would say the last thing I have to talk about here is the coffin match. With Darby Allen versus Ethan Page. I mean, the okay. only reason I'm even talking about it is because it was a coffin match in the first coffin match on AEW. Yeah, can you shut Raven up? I don't know what she's upset about. Is Bree there to shut her up? Bree's doing a puzzle. Raven, shut the fuck up. Come here. Why are all my socks on the floor? All right. Yeah, we're we're good to go. <laughs> she's just got your socks on the floor. Yeah, she knocked them all on the floor classic that you know what that's so raven that is so raven yeah the coffin match i thought was pretty good uh it and you know you had scorpio sky come out of the coffin when he went to go put when darby went to go put ethan page in the coffin the first time or when he went to go open it up the first time and then you get the the pop from the crowd when sting comes out which was nice and then obviously darby allen you knew darby allen was going to win this match he you know, puts puts Ethan Page in the coffin and then does a fucking coffin drop through the coffin. It was yeah, it was legit. Like I when I saw like because there's really no way of Ethan Page telling when he's gonna go through that, and he has to sit in there like a certain way to not get like stabbed by the plywood. Yeah, it's like you the only the only tell for him to know like when Darby's about to go through it is them moving the coffin to like set it up. Yeah. So like he's got to situate himself in there, like in that, in that tight space, and then Darby, Darby's coming through in like seconds. And I was like, holy shit, man! Like the way that that looked, like it did not look like it felt good. He probably, he probably did get like a few cuts on him from the plywood. Like he ha- had had yeah, to have. It looked, con- a, it looked, definitely looked kind of spot. ugly. Yeah, it definitely was. But but yeah, that's that's really all I have to talk about for AEW this week. Well, all right then the. The next thing we have, Joe, is our uh, predictions for Money in the Bank. Uh, yeah, I guess that, that is all we have left to talk about. So, 
let's get into our Hell in a Cell. Oh my god, I almost said Hell in a Cell. I did say Hell in a Cell. Yeah, you said all of the words. All right, let's get into our Money in the Bank predictions here. So, as we always do, least important in our minds to most important. So, let's start with what's probably going to, I don't know if it'll open the show, but... I'm, I'm assuming one of the money, probably the women's or men's money in the bank will open the show to get the crowd hot. But let's start with uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship match. AJ Styles and Omos, the champions, versus the Viking Raiders. And this was supposed to happen on this coming Monday on Raw. And then I assume because they didn't have any other matches to add or maybe because Bailey got injured, like it's just ruining every plan that they ever had. Uh, now this is on the pay-per-view. So, Joe, who do you have and why in this match? It's a tough one because I think this is the first AJ Styles and Omos champ, like, uh, like defending match since they've been uh, champs. Not their first defense. I think they've defended against the New Day one or two other times. But, yeah. yeah. It's, the first, um, it's the first match against the Viking Raiders. Yeah, first match with fans as well. I think that AJ Styles has more of a fan following. So if anyone's going to carry the Raw Tag Team Championships, I think that AJ Styles and Omos are going to do that. I don't think the story is done, but my prediction is AJ Styles and Omos retain. Yeah, I have the I have I have them winning as well, but I definitely have them retaining, but I'm a little bit scared of a Viking Raiders disqualification win. Yeah, that could definitely happen. That was on my 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 mind as well. Is that the Viking Raiders could definitely win by DQ? Yeah, um, I don't. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go with the Viking Raiders because it's a good it's a, it's a good pick. I'm like fifty one forty nine on this one. I've like, I've also been seeing some reports that like there's there's some stuff that's going out that like in the next like couple months with fans returning, like every title is changing hands. So I have not seen that, but it could also be fake. <laughs> yeah, fake news. Yeah, just like when I was when I thought Becky Lynch was going to be at SmackDown a few weeks ago. No, no obviously she's not going to be at SmackDown. She's going to be at Money in the Bank. Oh, <laughs> not a prediction. Yikes! Also not a spoiler. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all right. So Joe's going with Styles and Omos. I'm going with the Viking Raiders. Um, and then we get to. Let's do the uh, Raw Women's Championship match. We have another match between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Uh, I guess, oh, I probably should have had you introduce that, but who cares? Uh, I'll go first. I am taking Rhea Ripley because I don't know why. I I, I literally just, I just think Rhea Ripley is going to win. Um, maybe, maybe someone else appears as a challenger i'm just tired of flair versus ripley and if flair wins then they're gonna have to have another match and yeah i'm i'm, I'm going with 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 Rhea ripley as well you don't like you can explain further but fans are back Rhea ripley is a force in the wwe now she has been for years uh she she lost by dq last time Nothing else solidifies her title reign and her as a woman's competitor more than an actual legitimate win against Charlotte Flair this time. Yeah, I just don't want to see Flair versus Ripley anymore, but I 
I would be shocked if we don't have Ripley and Flair in a Raw Women's Championship match with possibly someone else in the fold at SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, so so w- w- my my big prediction here is that this is pretty much a respect match. At this point is, you know, at, at the end of the last match at Hell in a Cell, Rhea Ripley or Charlotte Flair said, oh, you're a learning bitch. And I didn't call Rhea Ripley a bitch. Charlotte Flair did, so let's not cancel us for that. Um, True. Yeah, Charlotte Flair says you're learning, bitch. So if Rhea Ripley like pulls out the win here, I think she gains the respect to Charlotte. And I don't know. I'm just not ready for another Charlotte Flair uh, championship run. It's I think it's too soon with the amount of vict- like championship runs she's had already. I think that building her numbers up that quickly would just just be a little bit ridiculous. So. Mm-hmm. Same reason I picked, like, mainly the same reason I picked Rhea Ripley last time is I don't think that they should put another championship run on Charlotte Flair this soon. Yeah, but Charlotte won last time, remember? I do remember that, Dylan. And it did nothing for you winning the DDT championship. It put me in the running, at least, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'll just say it now. Dewey, I know you're not listening because you're a bad friend. But fuck you. And a bad champ. And, yeah, ter- champ. terrible paper champ. But yeah, fuck you, Dewey. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we uh, we have the WWE Championship match. It's Bobby Lashley versus K- Kofi Kingston. MVP and Xavier Woods are accompanying those two to the ring, respectively. Who do you have and why, Dylan? So we've done a lot of talking about this earlier. There's reasons why each of these guys could win. I just think that the reasons that Kofi Kingston could win are a little bit more outlandish than Bobby Lashley taking the win here. So I'm going with Bobby Lashley because it makes more sense than like the fan theories slash fantasy bookings that people have for Kofi Kingston. So I'm going to go with Lashley retaining. There's no way the WWE is not having a wet dream over a Goldberg-Lashley match at SummerSlam and for the title. So... As much as I hate it, as much as I hate the sound of it, it's that's probably what's going to happen, let's be honest. Yeah, so Bobby Lashley came out this week on the VIP lounge, and he said, no more partying, no more women, just like just like legitimate fighting for, for our, our lives, basically. He also, said, uh, he also said no more bullshit. Didn't think you could say that. He said no more bullshit. I didn't so think I you think could that, say that on TV. No, you can now. It's it's allowed. I checked the rules. Cool. So, Bobby Lashley turns it around, picks up the win against Kofi Kingston. Bobby Lashley is going to go on to SummerSlam as the champ. Yeah. And I think that there's going to be a breakdown between MVP and Bobby Lashley here pretty soon. Yeah, I hope there's not. Like, they already broke up all of the rest of the Hurt Business earlier this year. I don't want to see these two break up. MVP. If the Hurt Business dies then Bobby Lashley's championship reign dies. And his like entire push is done. Like he's done for. Yeah, he's he's too old to to rebuild himself again, I think. Well, it's not like the rebuilding. He just like, he he won't have a mouthpiece like MVP. Like he or he's not good Leo at Leo Rush who's now retired from wrestling. Yeah, he's not good at promos. So, wow, I really didn't think Leo Rush would come up again after after the last retirement. I mean, you brought him up. I brought him up. All right. But yeah, he needs that mouthpiece. He's not a good talker. Yeah. All right. So let's save the money in the bank ladder matches for last. So next we'll get into um, 
the Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns versus Edge. We've got Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Edge. Uh, Joe, who do you have and why? So this is actually a, a harder match to book than I thought it would be, just because they've done such a good job of, of booking this, this match. So, like, there's a lot of good reasons for Edge to win, and there's a lot of good reasons for Roman Reigns to win. But I think the, the reasons for Roman Reigns to win outweigh outweigh the ones for Edge. The bloodline is back. Roman Reigns is the head of the table. Roman Reigns retains and has his match with John Cena at SummerSlam. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, I have Roman Reigns as well. I, I think it's a lot more obvious than what you just said. But, yeah, I... We don't we don't need Edge to be a champion this this day and age in WWE. He's fine being the the veteran that he is, having great matches. He's he's a part timer. Like when it all comes down to it, Edge is a part timer. Uh, and I'm fine with when that. When he is in a t- when he is in a picture, he he shows up. Exactly. You know, it's it's different than than the part timers like the part time champ Brock Lesnar, uh, or fucking Goldberg. So yeah, especially Goldberg. So I'd be all right with with Edge winning, except for the fact that I just picked Roman Reigns. Yeah, exactly. I think it. I think it would be a, a little bit of an excited loss at that point, though. If but, yeah. if Edge beat Roman. Yeah, because I love Edge. I, I really do. It would be awesome. Lo- it would be awesome to see, unless someone who is uh, competing in the predictions contest picks Edge to win, and they're in the running to win the belt then that would really suck. That would very much suck. But yeah, going with Roman, he's retaining. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. All right, why don't you uh, introduce the next match then? Uh, So the next match is a Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, It's for the women's Money in the Bank contract. It's Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Tamina, and Natalia. Who do you have? And please tell us why, because this is this is a big one. So yeah, this one, I think I'm I'm gonna go with the I'm going with the like underdog story, and I don't know why I'm doing it because there's so many other women in this match that I feel like WWE would pick to win over her, but I'm going with Liv Morgan to win. And it's mostly because of who I'm picking in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Because I think that we're going to have one of the Money in the Bank contract winners be someone who's never won a championship. And the other one is going to be someone who has won a championship before. So I think the one that has not won a championship is going to be Liv Morgan. So I'm going with Liv. Liv's a good choice. Uh I don't know where Liv stands right now in the heel and face dynamic. She was she was definitely a face. She will be cheered when crowds come back. I think so too. But at the same like I want to pick Liv Morgan. I also want to have different picks from you, which we don't have so far. Tag the tag title match. And then there's oh, also yeah. there's also prop bets. Yeah, you're right. I want to pick Liv and I also want to pick Zelina. Oh, I think that the Zelina return after the release is is too big a story to to completely discount Zelina Vega. 
She's never had a very good single storyline in WWE. And then she comes back, immediately loses. But I really don't think that it's a a random will bring her back. Like obviously WWE was pretty pissed off at her when she started that OnlyFans account. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, thought it was the Twitch stuff. Well, it was Twitch. It was like like they they were really pissed off about different people having Twitches and then as like a last slap in the face, Zelina Vega like started a non-nude OnlyFans account. Well then. And then and then Zelina Vega got released like the day after she started an OnlyFans account. So I don't think it's it's just random, like, oh, we'll bring her back because we don't have a lot of women. I think that they're going to do something with Selena Vega. And for that reason, I'm picking that heel to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. Well, you th- uh, so you think she'll be presented as a heel after she wins? Because I think she'll be cheered during the match. I think she'll be cheered because cause of the random bringing back that, that we got of her. Yeah. But but she's a better heel. She's she, She's a mouth. Oh, yeah, for sure. So she's, I mean, I mean, mostly we've seen her in a managerial role with Andrade, but she could talk for herself, obviously, too. Right. And I think she'll, she will be a heel, even though she will be cheered during this match. And I think she's going to climb that ladder, unhook the briefcase, and... Grab the brass ring. The brass ring? Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. Oh, like an AEW thing? Yeah, that's like what... I, I guarantee you that Corey Graves or Michael Cole will say brass ring at least once on okay. on Sunday. Uh, put that on paper and write it in pen. Guarantee they're going to say that. But <laughs> yeah, so, so that's what I'm going with. Zelina Vega becomes the Miz Money in the Bank. All right then. So then, uh, last match we have to predict before we get to prop bets. We have the men's Money in the Bank. Contract ladder match. We have Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Joe, who? Give me, give me some people first before you make your prediction. Who's a hundred percent not winning this match? Uh, Seth Rollins is a hundred percent not winning this match. Agreed. Kevin Owens. Agreed. Drew McIntyre. Hmm. Actually, I'm 75% on Drew McIntyre. So you think John? So, you think John Morrison has a chance to win, and Ricochet? I think Ricochet would be a great pick. Well, but Joe, that's not the question you asked. All right, Joe, who do you have and why? I have Big E because we've been talking about Big E winning Mr. Money in the Bank for for months, like since we've been doing this podcast. I uh, yeah, I I remember that. And that's it. That's that's your explanation. Because he'd be a great Mr. Money in the Bank. Other than that. You know, he's obviously still a face. Yep. He's a developed single star. Yep. He's never won the WWE Championship. Yep. And I've already said it, but can you imagine Big E as, as Mr. Money in the Bank? It'd be hilarious. It would be hilarious. I don't think I have to say any more reasons. It's like, he's he's too good not to ever give him the one of the main championships. And this is the time right now when fans come back and want to see Big E every week so if i was picking with my heart i would pick biggie to win this match but i'm not i'm not picking biggie but if he wins and i don't win the ddt wrestling championship on sunday i will not be upset at all because i'll actually be very very happy because that's what i've wanted to see this entire time 
but I don't think that they're going to pull the trigger. In fact, I'm going to go with someone that you said has almost no chance of winning, and I'm going with Drew McIntyre. It's no, I I, I said Drew McIntyre, but. Drew McIntyre is actually a really good pick because Bobby Lashley's still the champ right now. He's not allowed to face Bobby Lashley for the WWE, or, yeah, WWE Championship anymore, and he's got to work his way back into the title, the title picture somehow. And I also think he wouldn't be a bad Mister Money in the Bank. So yeah. I said Drew McIntyre, but I also completely understand why you're picking Drew McIntyre. So yeah, I think Drew is going to be one of those people that gets drafted to the other brand. Drew will then be on SmackDown. And I know that they've been gushing over another Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns match. And what better way to set that up than Drew McIntyre cashing in on Roman Reigns, probably winning either at Mania a la Seth Rollins, making it either like a triple threat or like cashing in after the fact, after the match that Roman Reigns has at Mania, or doing it before that and setting up a match between them at WrestleMania 38. And I think... That's what they're going to do. And it's going to be one of those two ways. It's going to either be that Roman Reigns has a match with somebody if they can get The Rock. Because I know that's another thing they want to do. They'll have the match. Roman Reigns probably wins. McIntyre cashes in afterwards. Or if they can't get The Rock, which they will know around Royal Rumble time probably, if they can get him or not. They can have McIntyre cash in before Mania probably win and then it sets up a rematch at WrestleMania. And yeah. I I know that I know that, I, I know they want to do this rematch. Yeah, they do. The only reason I don't want to pick Drew is because regardless of the storyline that's going on at the time, there's no way that that they can't book a Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre just out of the blue. That's true, like, but and but and also, yeah, it's it's kind of a boring pick because he's been champion so much in the last year and a half. It's I don't I don't like the pick. I think it's it's more it's it's a head versus heart pick, and I'm I don't know I I think that's what's going to happen. It's it's not a bad pick. It's not not a bad pick at all. But I'm I'm sticking with with the heart and what we've been talking about for months, and I think what what the rest of the WWE universe is is calling for. And I'm I'm sticking with Big E, and I'm I'm glad you picked Drew McIntyre. I like I, I just don't think he needs it. I don't either. But that's not what I think. It's what Vince thinks. Yeah. And Vince Vince um, likes his Vince likes big sweaty men. Not that Big E's not one. He's just Vince McMahon you know. loves big sweaty men. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean that 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 wraps up our our predictions right now. I do think that there will be a SmackDown. Tag Team Championship match added tonight. I think there might be some other matches added before the pay-per-view. Because right now we're only sitting at six six matches and it's one of the big five pay-per-views. Yeah, there will definitely be at least one. There will definitely be a, a pre-show match. I'm not sure what that's going to be. They could do the the Smack the SmackDown tag titles. Uh, they could do maybe something with Intercontinental, possibly. But... I doubt it because Cruz doesn't really have anything going on right now. Yeah, there's so. not really a storyline there right now. So maybe a Damian Priest versus uh, Sheamus match. Yeah, I don't know. I think they might want to set that up for SummerSlam. I think for some reason they might see that as like a uh, a big name, big money SummerSlam match for the mid card. But we'll see. 
It's so, pretty big money. Yeah. Damien Priest, like you said, it, they're kind of both blah, but Damien Priest is awesome. He's good. I just, you know, it since since Bad Bunny's left, like I, I don't know. I haven't enjoyed a whole lot with him. I never really enjoyed him in NXT. I don't really understand what his character is, other than the fact that he's a fake archer, and he shoots of infamy. But he shoots bow and arrows like ghost bow and arrows at things, and yeah, that's kind of his character. And he's and he's Hispanic. That's his character. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's uh, that that wraps up our predictions. Shall we get into some listener questions? Uh, that doesn't wrap up our predictions, Joe. Who? What else is there? Prop bets. Oh shit! All right, we'll cut that. Oh no, <laughs> that's. You know what I'll say right now? Not getting cut. Let's get into that real quick, because we only have the two. So. Let's let's start with uh let's start with appearance. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So what? Do you not think that with the return of fans full fledged that foreign announcing tables won't be back? I think so we we made the prediction that they would be back at WrestleMania. And we were wrong. Was very wrong. I think we give WWE one pay per view with foreign announce tables back before we officially say that they're back. Okay. Sounds fair. Otherwise, so, otherwise we'll just otherwise it'll just take up space on the prediction sheet. Okay. And it'll just look okay, dumb. Okay, fair, fair enough. Blood and who not on the card. Yep. So, Joe, give me your uh, who not on the card will make an appearance at this pay per view. It's kind of a tough one. There's like. There's a lot of ways you could go with this, and then there's some pretty obvious ones. So there there's some that could just be null and void after we shoot this podcast. True. For example, I already talked about there being a SmackDown Tag Team Championship match added to the card, right? Yep. So, like, so I could predict that as like a safe bet for now, and then I would have to change it in the future, uh, which actually might be the the way I go, because I was thinking I was thinking a bold prediction, but I might go I might go a SmackDown Tag Team Championship. And then just change it later, and it'll give me more time to think. So, so who are I'm you going taking? with I'm going with Jay Uso. Damn. All right, I had Jay written down, so I'll pick Jimmy. Okay, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I I agree with you. Like if if they end up doing that match, like we're gonna have to we're gonna have to switch. So do we want to make some bold prediction ones here in case they add that match? No, just text me. Uh, I'll make right. I'll, I'll talk to you now, but just know that this isn't my pick for sure. I think that Becky Lynch is coming back this pay per view. Yeah, I agree. That, that's that, probably that. that's my that, that's my bold one, and that's who I was going to pick before I thought about what I just said. Yeah, that would probably also be my prediction. Uh, I'd have to look at the card again to see who else could possibly appear. But yeah, that would probably be my prediction is Becky. I mean, uh, like some some good picks right now would be Sami Zayn. Yeah. Because that, like, that Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn storyline's been going on forever. <laughs> Hell, fucking Brock Lesnar at this point. Like, yeah, I don't think that's happening yet. Not really a great yet. pick. No, it's, not, it's definitely not happening. Uh, but just the fact that Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are, are there and Edge going against Edge, like, what's a better return than, than Brock Lesnar right there? Except that we don't think he's going to return on that brand. Here's yeah, the thing. I, it's, like, it's like Paul Heyman is still with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns can talk for himself. Paul Heyman doesn't really have a role there. 
So if Brock Lesnar came and interfered in that match and then went over to Raw, that would be fucking awesome. Well, I think Paul Heyman spoke about it like somewhere and said like he like if if and when the day that Lesnar returns, like he'll deal with it then. Like, but I think it, he made it. The words made it seem like he he would stick with Reigns, but huh. obviously anything can change. It yeah. could just be I a mean, swerve. It could it could just be a swerve because I know they want to turn they want to turn Reigns face eventually. Yeah, that would be that would be a great a very great fucking return is if it was during the Roman Reigns match and then Paul Heyman abandoned Roman Reigns at that point. Yeah, it could be like um him it could be like the what was it? It was uh was it the Royal Rumble in or was it Survivor Series in like 2002 when Paul Heyman turned on Lesnar and aligned with the Big Show and like immediately oh, yeah. turned Lesnar and immediately turned Lesnar face. Like that would immediately remember, turn yeah. Reigns face. So yeah, yeah, could that be would good. actually be a good one. Other than yeah, there's there's a lot of people that could show up at this at this pay per view. Yeah. Well, let's get into the uh-huh. last the last prop bet before we get into uh, listener questions here. Uh, I'll go first. If there is blood, who will bleed? I'm gonna take because I've 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 continued to take people that aren't in matches that have weapons already in them. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna steer away from that this time, and I'm going with Riddle. Um, Matt Riddle. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have a rhyme or reason other than like the men's money in the bank is probably gonna have the most likely person to bleed, and it was literally just like picking names out of a hat. Yeah, it's like, it's it literally is picking names out of a hat, and for that reason, I'm picking someone from the same match. It's Kevin Owens. Oh, which is risky because Kevin Owens is a shirt guy. Yeah, he is a shirt guy, so that's so it'd tough. have to be his arms or face. Uh, but I think Kevin Owens is going to take a big bump in this match. Yeah, he always does, you know. So that's 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 a good pick there. All right. Uh, so should we get into listener questions? I actually have one this week. Oh, nice, Joe. Yeah, send send a question over my way because I only had two questions. All right. So this question is from Bree, and she wants to know if you were a wrestler. What would be your in-ring retire or in-ring attire? Whoa! So, back in the day when I used to create myself on, like, on the wrestling games, and don't don't act like you didn't, everyone that's listening, because you definitely did. If you didn't play wrestling games, you definitely created yourself in Madden and you gave yourself ninety-nine stats all the way across. Everyone did it as a kid. It doesn't matter. You know, we're all human. And when I did that, um, I used to make myself basically look like John Cena with like the, the rapper John Cena with like the, the long shorts and the tennis shoes. But I probably wouldn't do that. I, because that's really dumb now looking back, but you know, we all have our phases and go ahead. Actually, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have interrupted. I I don't know. I, I mean, probably just like until I figured out like a character for myself, like long tights and boots no shirt. I'd probably wear like a cutoff shirt to the ring and that would not be part of my ring attire. I would definitely want to have like a mullet and like walk out with like sunglasses. Maybe like a, like a Kenny Powers look, you know, but with like tights and boots. That's pretty good. Uh, so like I'm going current body type, right? Cause, cause that's all we really have to go, go with. Yeah. That's why I so, said, that's why I said Kenny Powers. I, I would have a gut. Yeah. 
I think. But I wouldn't be a shirt guy. You would not. Yeah, I don't think you should be a shirt guy. I so I think that if you want to go John Cena, go John Cena and do do like not necessarily the jorts, but the cutoff shorts and the cutoff shorts that go midway up your thigh. Ooh. I think that'd be fucking very humorous. Like a nice like uh, seven inch inseam. Like, oh, five like inch. Five inch. Five inch inseam. Cut off, cut off jeans. That would be the like walk in with a Bud Light. Like go ahead. Oh, I think that'd be hilarious. I would love to do that. Yeah, I think that'd be hilarious. I like. I think, and this isn't a dig at you because I'm also putting it at me. I think that we're both comedic a- acts. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we're both comedic acts. Um, because you know we're not that ripped, defined uh wrestler vince mcmahon loves big sweaty men but vince mcmahon lo- might love you i am big pre- i am big you're and pretty i'm big and sweaty i'm big and sweaty i'm just not jacked yeah you are a man though that's true so you meet you meet all the requirements of big sweaty men uh but you know you're like a, a, you're not jacked i'm again not an insult just uh just an observation that's you're just not the, that's just truth yeah um i i think I think for me, I'd, I'd go with a, a spirit squad, like, uh, what was his name? Rose, <laughs> something Rose. I'd go with a spirit squad kind of thing. Wait. What's it, what's, what's his name? Something Rose. Adam, 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 Rose. Adam Rose, but he wasn't in the spirit squad. What? No. Oh, no, that's Dolph Ziggler. Dolph what Ziggler. is Adam Rose? He Adam was, Rose is... He was the guy that came out to the ring with like all the different like characters, and they did like a Congo line sort of thing. He was like a party Not animal. Not Spirit Squad. Spirit Squad was uh, was Dolph Ziggler, which is actually what I what I have in mind. But so uh, you'd be a male cheerleader. I'd oh I would definitely be a male cheerleader. I would also have a cut off shirt, like you know one of those crop top kind of things, like a like a, a cheerleader would do. Something to you show know? your love handles. Yeah, absolutely. What was uh what was his. Adam Cause, cause Adam it, Rose was just Adam Rose. He his no no his it was the like, people you know how the peop- you know how uh, uh, no way Jose had had his little Congo line kind of thing. Yeah the the people his Congo line had had a had a name. They did have a name. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. And so, and so you'd be like that. Uh no, I'd be I I I'm sticking with story uh, with uh with Spirit Squad. With Adam, with Adam Rose's. No, 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 not as not with Adam Rose. At, I said the wrong name. No, as a, as, wrong... as a number two. Oh yeah, a uh, Rosebuds. It was Rosebuds. Rose yep, Rosebuds. Yeah, yeah. I'm sticking with Spirit Squad, like Dolph Ziggler's Spirit Spirit Squad. I think that would be with my a, best character. With a with a crop top to show your love handles. With a crop top to show my show my love handles. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, I actually have three questions because, but the first one's really bad because when I thought about it and. And I was like, this is kind of a stupid question, but um, this is one that I pulled from the internet that was a philosophical question. Uh, it was, is the Kool-Aid man the jar or the liquid? I've thought about this before, actually. Oh, because I think it's just both. Like, you don't have the Kool-Aid man with just one. So so here's the thing. His color changes depending on, on the commercial. And, you know? Yeah, the flavor of Kool-Aid. Classically, we see, we see the the fruit punch Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Classically, we see the 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 fruit punch one, but we've seen him in blue. We've probably seen him in yellow and green. You know, purple. So I think, along the lines of you, the fruit punch man is the is the jug that he comes in. 
but he doesn't become activated until the, the liquid gets in there. Yeah, so it's like it's like I, it'd be like it'd be like asking like Joe are is is like are your is your blood you or the rest of you you? Yeah. I think I think if you empty the Kool-Aid man, it just becomes a regular jug. If you fill it up with water, it well, becomes a regular like jug. A but giant, the magic of the Kool-Aid a giant a giant ass jug. Ass jug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think if if you if you put Kool-Aid in any like I've had plenty of glasses of Kool-Aid. Oh yeah. I think you have too, yeah. And those glasses haven't turned into the Kool-Aid man. So it it obviously is not a liquid-specific thing. But I think if you filled up the jug that normally fills a Kool-Aid man with water or even beer, which we love beer here. Whoa. Like, I don't think that he would get the face. I think that once once the magic of the Kool-Aid hits the jug is what activates, like, with their powers combined. New question. The New man. question. If you fill the Kool-Aid man jug with beer... Is he then hammered? Oh, that'd be hilarious. I think that's... I would love to watch a short series about that. <laughs> like a YouTube series or something. Yeah. All right. Um, next question from CJ. Uh, in your opinion, who is the best tag team duo ever? And it kind of fits with, with what's been going around because WWE just released like their list of like the the 50 greatest tag teams of all time. So... Uh, obviously there are a lot of tag teams in my brain right now, but a tag team that I'll never stop enjoying watching is Team Hellmo. Whoa. You think they're the GOAT? Yeah. I don't think they're the, no, I, the, the question wasn't the GOAT. It was, it said, okay. Who's the greatest, who, you didn't yeah. say the greatest tag team of all time. It said, who is the best, not your favorite. Oh, okay. We could do best. We could do best for a different time. Okay. Um, cause mine, my, my favorite is probably Kane and Undertaker. Kane and Undertaker. Yeah. Brothers of Destruction. That's yeah. a good one. Kane, Kane was, um, Kane was my favorite wrestler growing up. So. I would like, like obviously <sighs> Legion, Legion of Doom is a good pick. Like they were great tag team wrestlers. Great at taking steroids. Great at taking steroids. Uh, like Young Bucks and the Hardys and christian and christian uh edge like all great yeah there's just too many to think of when you there's when you many. when you try to like, think of the goat tag team so like I'll, i'm gonna like so that i can answer this question definitely i'm gonna say a young matt and a, a young jeff just like redefine tag team wrestling yeah but that's that's not like that's that's my pick for now but i think it's too hard to say like this is the greatest tag team of all time okay yeah, I I honestly don't know. I don't know my answer to this question, and I saw it coming. So I I'm I'm just sticking with Brothers of Destruction as my favorite. Okay. Um. All right. Last question. Philosophical question. Uh, continuing to go down the list. Uh, if two mind readers read each other's minds, whose mind are they reading? Well, no one's, I suppose. Whoa. They're like they're probably both reading each other's minds, and they're like. Like I, I, like if I were a mind reader, right? Like I would probably be like, my my thought would be read this person's mind, read this person's mind, read this person's mind. So they're probably just hearing each other say, read this person's mind. Yeah, it's like a never-ending cycle of trying to read each other's mind, but not being able to read what they're actually thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That that was my thought of like a just like a never-ending like, 
Like when you have like when you're looking in a mirror and then there's a mirror behind you and you see all the reflections like the out in the distance, like mirror, 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 mirror. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? It's like yeah. that. I just I just yeah. never ending cycle of reading, trying to read each other's minds and it not working. I like if I'm being honest, like I can't, you know, I'm taking kind of the agnostic approach on this whole mind reader thing. I can't verify that anybody like like that the person like anybody around me is not a mind reader. So I just always assume that somebody around me is a mind reader. And I always think don't let this mind reader read your mind. Don't let like that that runs through my mind way more often than I'd actually like to admit. That's a little weird, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, like that that's that's honestly a, a thought that like, oh, what if the, what if somebody's reading my mind right now? And uh, I, I just I just think I have to avoid this person reading my mind. But but then but then you know you have that underlying thought of what you're actually thinking. Like, what if this what if this dude is reading my mind right now? And you're like, well, I can't let this guy think or know that I'm I'm thinking that he has an ugly unibrow. You know, Ooh, that's or true. A great butt. Ooh, <laughs> Andy, <laughs> Andy. <laughs> All right. Well, that closes out listener questions, and we'll close out the show. Uh, next week, we're going to have our first retro beer ratings for the year 1998, and we're starting with the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. It's our first Royal Rumble pay-per-view that we're doing beer ratings on, so I'm quite excited for that. It's going to be probably it's probably automatically going to put itself in the top five, but we'll see. And we will have our beer ratings as well for Money in the Bank that we just predicted. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. You can follow me on Untapped at Dylan Free. You can follow Joe at Joe Kalinowski. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Thank you for everyone for continuing to listen to the show. Keep telling your friends about us so we can grow the show and actually become a popular podcast. You know, the three the three of you that listen, please tell tell three more people, you know. Yeah, just tell someone. <laughs> if you see something, say something. Exactly. About about the podcast. About the podcast. And 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 we have been the drunk dudes, Dylan and Joe, and we will catch you on down the road. I was thinking